the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. President Trump Friday accused Iran of violating the landmark 2015 International Nuclear Accord, blaming the Iranians for a litany of sinister behavior. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says now his first priority is to confer with allies. First thing I want to do is go talk to allies. Uh, and talk to them about their perception of Iran's misbehavior uh, and where they're um, basically uh, doing things. Just think of nuclear on one hand and think of everything else on the other. I want to go talk about the everything else. But the president did not make good on a campaign pledge to rip up the agreement, pull the U.S. out, or reimpose nuclear sanctions. Afghan officials say a U.S. drone strike killed 14 Islamic State militants in a remote area in Afghan's eastern Kunar province. This is SRN News. You've heard the phrase, listen to your elder. And at AM 1280, The Patriot, we mean that literally. Hi, this is Larry Elder, and I'm looking forward to my first visit to the Twin Cities. This is going to be fun and informative, and I hope you'll join me Tuesday, October 24th. Tickets start as low as $15, and less than 30 VIP tickets remain. Our last two events sold out, so grab your tickets today for An Evening with Elder. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Just after 2 o'clock, and the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues next year on AM 1280 The Patriot. For all the Eldorados, all the elderberries out there in the audience, the Sage is coming to town, and you still have a chance to get tickets to an evening with Elder. It's coming up quick, Tuesday, October 24th. General admission are still available, and there's still a few VIP dinner tickets available. Get yours at am1280thepatriot.com. We'll get wet later on today, upper 50s for the high, a low of 40 tonight, lots of sun for Sunday. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says sends your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm also found on the web at True North, which is found at looktruenorth.com, the official center for center-right political thought in the upper Midwest. And it's my pleasure to welcome back to the uh, studio on this guest-heavy broadcast today. The thundering herd just keeps on heading through the studio's latest in the agenda here. Of course, our good friend Twyla Brace joins us. Twyla, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you back. You're from the Citizens Council for Health Freedom, and you all have a big event coming up here shortly. But let's come back to that in a moment. Of course, you've got your annual dinner coming up on, what, Tuesday the 24th? Yep, that's correct. Tuesday the 24th. You'll, uh, we'll be featuring Howard Root and Pete Hegseth uh, talking. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment here. But it's, it's been a big uh, couple of months. We last talked at the State Fair, and it's been a, a busy couple of months in, in the world of health, uh, the politics of health care. Uh, w- tell us a little about what uh, your, your take on this last uh, couple of months uh, in, in the journey of uh, to, to try and deal with the fallout of Obamacare. Well, it's so interesting because I was in Washington, D.C. on the seventh anniversary of the Affordable Care Act, and that was the day that Paul Ryan and company really wanted to have their bill uh, passed into law, and their bill was called the uh, Health Care, no, American Health Care Act, uh, otherwise known there as ACA. <laughs> ACA. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um uh, and of course, they didn't make it, and it, right. and it failed, and it failed the next day, and and it kept, just kept failing. And finally, they got it passed and sent it over to the Senate. Uh, you know, two months later or so, and and so there it sat. And then the Senate has tried. Um, 
what was it called? Uh, it's not Ibicra. Okay. <laughs> Better Health Care Act, and then Skinny Repeal, and then um, Graham-Cassidy. And abs- the interesting thing about this for your listeners is to understand that not one of these bills, not one of them, not the House bill, not the three Senate bills, not one of them repealed the Affordable Care Act. So they can use the words repeal, repeal, and replace, but really that that was not happening. Most of the law would have stayed in in effect. Uh, even the mandates weren't going to be actually repealed. They were zeroing them down to, I mean, they were zeroing them out. So taking the penalty from, you know, the $695 or whatever and taking it down to zero. But the actual language of the penalty, the actual language of the law would have stayed intact, which would have meant that the next Congress that came along that wasn't friendly to the conservative way of thinking could have easily just jacked it up and probably would have jacked it up to more like $1,500 for the penalty. So in other words, they, they, they've done with the mandate what they did with selective service in the 19, uh, late 1970s. They, they abolished actually doing it, but it's still hovering out there. It could theoretically happen again. That's correct. So uh, what, in your opinion, Twyla, what happened? I and mean, we, we've had in, in 2016 an election that was as much driven by revulsion over Obamacare as anything uh, that, that led to one of the most important most powerful mates I've seen in my life of watching politics to get rid of that stinking thing. And yet there it is out there. It's like a, a monster in a Wes Craven movie. No matter how times you, sh- how many times you shoot it in the head, it just keeps getting up and, and tackles another one of the kids. Medusa. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Greek meta, the Greek mythological <laughs> version of the same thing. Exactly. How on earth did the Republicans kick the pooch on this? I think several things are happening here. One is that there's a lot of Republicans who aren't truly conservative that have been elected, right? But they wanted to be elected. I often say that there's only one party in Washington, D.C., and that's the party of power. And those who are in it want to stay in it. They'd prefer to be in the the majority part of the party party of power, but more than anything, they just want to be there. Right. Right. And so they found a message that would get them there. And their message was repeal Obamacare. And so as long as they're there, now they're there. Right now they're there. Now they're just trying to have show votes to say that they're trying. But I think the other thing, because they don't really mean it, and the reason that they don't really mean it, most of them, not all of them, but most of them don't mean it is because some of their biggest donors, their biggest campaign donors are the health plans, the hospital associations, the data industry, everybody who loves the Affordable Care Act because it is a massive redistribution of American wages into the hands of health plans, into the hands of industry. That's what it is. You know, Max Baucus said it was like two days after it became law. Max Baucus in a press conference, you know, revealed that this was the correction of the maldistribution of income in this country. That's what it was all about, was redistributing the wages of American workers. But they wanted to redistribute them, I think, somewhere else. But what they're doing is redistributing them into the hands of mammoth health plans who are controlling health care in this country. People, and I've worked, I've worked in healthcare IT off and on for much of the, actually I'm currently working in healthcare IT, uh, but not for someone that's a beneficiary of ACA, at least directly at this point. But I used to work for one of the big mammoth local healthcare conglomerates. Let's call them big health insurance. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what they are. And I've worked for several. I've worked for the Blues in the last uh, couple of years as well. And people don't realize, because I think the story has been, if not covered up, at least not deemed sexy enough by the mainstream media to cover exactly how much time and effort and shoe leather companies like United Health Group, like, uh, like Anthem, the Blues, uh, put into getting the ACA passed. Because basically it guaranteed them a market guaranteed them government money, guaranteed them uh, the redistribution of wealth to them, to them. And, and has basically made their life pretty darned cushy and, and over the last few, uh, over this last uh, several years here. It's given them so much power so that, I don't know if I told you this before, but when um, Matt Flanders, who works as part of our organization, he and I were in Washington, D.C. in June, and we were talking to one of the congressional staffers, and we said, you know, this is how we see it. We see the health insureds, which aren't health insureds really, they're just corporate socialism. Um, we see the health plans as being the tail that wags the dog. And the staffer looked at us and said, no, they are the dog. They are the dog. They are the dog. <laughs> and so I think, I think you know, 
when uh, this whole thing got put into place by Ted Kennedy, who is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination, who really was a proponent of Obamacare, but he just died before it happened. Right. He had the first bill. And uh, back in 1973, he, he was the author of the HMO Act. And that mm-hmm. empowered this industry and put them in the place where now they tell Congress where to go and how high to jump. Right. And, and, Cong- and they say, or we're going to pull out of your precious little system and leave you dangling politically on this thing that you've promised. Or we're going to raise the, uh, we're going to raise the premium so high that you're going to lose your election. So, you know, do what we say, and then we will keep them, we'll mollify the, the, the public, right, and keep you in charge. And so this, Ted Kennedy, when he was looking at how we're going to get this country to socialize medicine, I think, you know, from his perspective, he was being very smart. Right. Uh, the HMO Act really gave $375 million to set these things up around the country, right. and it forced employers that had 25 or more employees to offer this to offer the HMO. They had to offer the HMO. This built those HMOs up into something because, of course, the employees are the most well people in the country, right? right? And so it stabilized them to the point that then they started to put Medicare and Medicaid into them. And therefore, <laughs> Congress could ration at a arm's distance. And so now what has happened? The uh, the Affordable Care Act is sort of like the cherry on the top of the socialized medicine folks because now it says that the only thing that you can have is a managed care corporation. The only thing you can have is a health plan. And since we look at the health plan as being socialized medicine under corporate cover, I think that Ted Kennedy realized that if you get the American public to agree to outsiders' plans telling you, no, you can only use these doctors, no, you can only use this medication, no, you have to wait, no, you have to this, no, you have to that, that it will be very easy to move them into a socialized system where the government says it. Yeah, in fact, this brings up, I hadn't even thought about this before the interview, but this brings up two peril. First of all, back uh, ten year, uh, eight, ten years ago when people were, were ripping on Sarah Palin for using the term death panels, I, as someone who worked in the health insurance industry, I used to rave at these people going, what on earth do you think case management is? It was something that was part of the HMO Act, the idea that you effectively use use market forces, sort of, I mean, I mean, centrally allocated market forces to, to regulate how much care goes to who. If you had a choice between uh, giving a liver, liver to a 25-year-old marathon runner and a 75-year-old diabetic smoker and drinker, well, that's, that's obvious, right? That's, they don't sit in a conference room labeled death panel on the door, but it's the same basic idea. I mean, this, this predated Sarah Palin and the ACA, as you point out, by a good uh, decade and a half. The other thing is, and of course, you can't say the names of the party or the individual involved in polite conversation without being accused of Godwin's law, uh, of Godwin's law violation. But there was a political party that came to power in a Western European country in 1933 that figured out the same thing. I won't mention names because that would tend to label one as a cliche, but why? there's no need to socialize, to bring in the boot of government to socialize things when you already have corporations that with the right political cover are capable of doing it for you uh, much more quickly and efficiently. And and, getting and underhandedly. Underhandedly you, and undercover. It's, it's much, much more discreet, right? Exactly. Because in everybody, even you'll hear the legislators say it, they'll say, you know, we want, we want uh, private, we want private markets, we want the private industry, we want private plans. They're not private plans. You haven't had private plans. Oh, my goodness. Pl- <laughs> they are just, you know, uh, even the Affordable Care Act, there are so many ways that they get subsidy dollars. There's the premium subsidies, the cost-sharing reduction subsidies, and that's a good thing that Trump did, by the way, yeah. uh, getting rid of those. So, uh, there's the mandate to do all of these, have all of this coverage that you don't need. Well, that just sends more money to them that they know you'll never use. Let's talk, right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Trump's executive order in, in the moments we have remaining here in this segment. He, he, he cut the subsidies. Uh, tell us more about that and what the effect that's going to have on the situation. So the executive order is different. So let me just talk to you about the subsidies because that was okay. outside the executive order. Right. The uh, the subsidies are the cost-sharing reduction subsidies. That's Even the Democrats did not fund them, right. did not fund them, and yet uh, convinced, the health plans convinced Obama to give them to them in the in million, billions, sorry, billions. It was uh, $6 billion last year. It's uh, scheduled at $7 billion this year and $10 billion next year. The House is the only one who can appropriate money. 
by right. the Constitution. And a judge, after the U.S. House sued the Obama administration, a judge found the Obama administration in violation of the Constitution for taking over the power of the purse, which the president cannot do. Right. Right. And so uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? No, it was late Thursday night, uh, like at 1030 at night. This, uh, this notice comes out that Trump has said that these uh, subsidies are being halted immediately. So the, what, they're supposed to be paid next week, according to schedule, and it will not happen. It's a wonderful thing because the health plans are probably going to go nuts and already lawsuits are being planned for trying to push him to do an unconstitutional thing. We'll talk uh, more about that with Twyla Brace from the Citizens uh, Council for Health Freedom. By the way, people say, look at how healthy Minnesota is compared to Wisconsin in terms of economics. Well, yeah, because so much of our economy is floated by these federal subsidies to United Health Group, to the Blues, to Health Partners, to Medica. To Alina, to. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. Do you know the top three promotional items for driving new customers? We do. Do you know how to make your logo come alive and magnetically attract new, long lasting customers? We do. And do you know how to ensure your logo is delivered on the right promotional items on time at a great price? We do. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Who are we? We're for Imprint, the nation's leading team to make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items. And right now, we want to share with you for free the top three promotional items for driving new customers. Discover them now by texting BAG11 to 88988. Let us show you what a difference the right promotional items can make to help grow your brand. With For Imprint, you'll get high-quality products, exclusive items, popular brands, on-time delivery, and outstanding customer service. That's what we do. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. The world is a more dangerous place now than ever before. So who do you trust for security at your business or for your next event? Here at AM 1280, The Patriot, we trust Midwest Protection Agency. Their staff is highly trained, incredibly professional, and provides services such as executive protection and transportation, corporate security, and workplace violence security services. To contact Midwest Protection, visit them online at mwprotection.net. That's mwprotection.net. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the free Freedom to your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-292-7796. That's 800-292-7796. 800-292-7796. Grandpa Pat, I'm trying to find the cheapest bike. The cheapest or the one that costs the least amount of money? It's the same thing. Not exactly, Ian. you got to consider initial price, warranty, and the cost of repairing or replacing it when it doesn't last. So cheapest up front isn't the lowest cost? It's kind of like a Blue Ox heating and air system. When you weigh the initial investment, warranty, utility cost, and lifespan, Blue Ox is your best value. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Grandpa Pat. Call Blue Ox Heating and Air at 7634-BLUE-OX today. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hey, by the way, we've got some uh, music to talk about here, not just the Supreme Soviet of Love, no siree. We've got some tickets to the Minnesota Gospel Opry for Jace Harold. Uh, Jace Harold's coming to town October 27th. You're going to love him, by the way. Uh, Minnesota Gospel Opry is its fourth season. We've got... Uh, it's going to be a band. Jace Harold will be there. We're going to have. It's going to be a fun event. I'm going to try and make it there. Actually, we'll see what we can do here. Anyway, doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. 
you can't afford it. Anyway, no, you can afford uh, Jace Harold because we're giving you tickets right now. Here's what we're going to do. And this is going to put an extra burden on Terminator N, but that's why he makes the big bucks. What we're going to do is take the first three calls at 651-289-4488. First caller to come through gets a four-pack of tickets to the Minnesota Gospel Opry, and the second and third callers each get a two-pack. So if you're among the first three callers, everybody wins. If you're four on down, well, I don't know. We'll have more giveaways coming up. Stay tuned. But right now, caller number one gets a four-pack of pack tickets to see Jace Harold and the Minnesota Gospel Opry coming up on October 27th. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. This uh, Jace Harold's going to be joining us. Jace is, of course, a multi-award-winning inspirational country music artist and musician. He's a tremendously skilled guitar player. You had me at tremendously skilled guitar players. Won a musician of the year uh, awards all over the place, and he's a passionate singer, songwriter. Won him country bluegrass album of the year award in the past. Style is uh, reminiscent of uh, Buck Owens and, and Keith Whitley. You got me right there. Uh, Jace is a director of the Honky Tonk and Opry with monthly shows to full houses down in Florida, and of course he's got a unique sound all his own. Come and join us uh, on October twenty seventh at the uh, Minnesota Gospel Opera. This could be a lot of fun. I, I do enjoy that particular genre. Anyway, Terminator N is busy right now, but there still might be room on the lines at 651-289-4488 to see Jace Harold and on us. Four packs, two packs, uh, one pack, go. We're here with uh, Twyla Brace uh, talking about uh, the the development of this the past couple months in the world of attempting to repeal, whittle back, modify, Put a fresh coat of paint on uh, Obamacare. We're going to need Mike 3 up here, Terminator N, whenever you get a moment. Uh, I know he's busy over there, so Twyla's back on the air here. You have an event coming up uh, here shortly on Tuesday, October 24th, your annual dinner at the CCHF. This looks like a dynamite event, by the way. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the event you have coming up. So it's called An Evening with Pete Hegseth in Support of Health Freedom. And, of course, it's our fundraising event for uh, what we do at, in, at the uh, Washington, D.C. level, at the Minnesota level, and just around the nation to bring freedom back to patients and doctors and really to stop socialized medicine in all its iterations. Absolutely. And and uh, Pete Hedges is, of course, a great speaker. He's, uh, he's the first guest this program ever had, by the way. The first person we ever booked as a guest back in 2004 was Pete Hegseth when he was on his way uh, to being deployed to, I believe, Guantanamo Bay to serve that's down right. there. Yeah, that's right. So uh, goes way back with this broadcast, absolutely. <laughs> is he going to be announcing any candidacies at this, uh, this event, by any chance? Well, I have it, no. I'm sure he's not because uh, we don't do any electioneering. No, so that's right. okay. he can't. He can't do that. But uh, he wrote a book called In the Arena, and there is, you know, a lot of people are frustrated with healthcare right now, and they need to remember how important it is to stay in the arena, not only get in the arena, but stay in the arena. And so I think he'll be a dynamo for us. We're also having Howard Root as our MC. Yes. And he has his own story about being persecuted and pursued by the federal government wrongly, something for him that they knew he hadn't done, but they just thought he was an easy target, and oh, he wasn't. Oh, we've had him on the show twice, oh, okay. talking about cardiac arrest, his his epic book on the subject. <laughs> yes. and, and he's one of the great guests we've ever had. I mean, he's uh, he. you are blessed to have him as your MC. That's going to be... I mean, he's... Uh, not necessarily a poster boy for all that's wrong with Obamacare, but certainly uh, everything that's wrong with federal overreach on any subject. That's <laughs> right. If, by the way, I've got a copy of Cardiac Arrest at home, and it is. Uh, and he, boy, I'll tell you, if, if his story doesn't create a lot of at least small L libertarians, uh, nothing will. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's interesting. It was written by a screenwriter, so it's really you know dynamic. I think I stayed up till two uh, the first time I was reading it, and then you know finished the next day, but. So two in the morning. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, and I'll be there talking about basically how we're going to build escape hatches back to freedom, uh, what our organization does. We we um, we this is just a fundraising event for us to raise funds for what we're going to do in 2018. And so if you love what we do, if you want to support what we do, it's a great time and opportunity to to do it and to see Pete Hegseth at the same time. So it's uh, Tuesday, October 24th. The uh, registration is at 6, doors open at 6.30, dinner at 6.45, and it should be all over around 8.30, but we are going to have an interesting, fun time uh, in the middle, so it'd be great. Oh, by the way, you can go to CCHF. 
chfreedom.org, chfreedom.org to register. I will post a link to that at shotinthedark.info after the broadcast here today, just to, just for people who can't remember all the URLs they're getting today. There have been yeah. a whole bunch. <laughs> Busy day here at the show. So uh, so let's talk about those escape hatches to freedom. Now, the, the ultimate escape hatch is more of an escape lo- uh, escape loading dock. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read Kevin Williamson's uh, The End is Near and It's Going to Be Awesome, another great read, something I stayed up until 3 a.m. reading and did in about two sittings the first time. And it's basically the idea that eventually all of the – he pointed out three government programs, programs that government has taken over in particular and seized from the free market, education, retirement, and health care, and points out that currently the way our debt structure is worked out, it's unsustainable, and things that can't be sustained won't be. And eventually, one way or the other, maybe not in your lifetime or mine, but eventually the healthcare system is going to collapse. Uh, the health insurance system, rather, is going to collapse, and people will the free market will have to step in and replace that. But let's talk about escape hatches to freedom that, that might uh, avail themselves to us before uh, the complete collapse of the system. So one thing I just want to say is because you mentioned the collapse of the health insurance system, it's really important for people. People are, haven't grasped this yet, but I really want them to. When President Obama and the Democrats said that everyone who has an uninsurable condition, they call it pre-existing, but mm-hmm. it's an uninsurable condition. Right. Uh, when they said that everyone who has an uninsurable condition has to be insured by the insurance companies, they took away insurance. Right. So just you know, wrap your minds around that because when you have insurance, it is for something that you do not yet have and it is financially uh, a disaster for you, right? But you don't have it yet and that's why it can be very inexpensive. Right. Because you are paying for your routine and minor expenses all on your own and then when you have the coma, the car crash and the heart and, attack, you know, whatever, right? Then it's there. Right. Right. What then we've turned there. it into is cost sharing and the most one of the most insidious things about ACA about Obamacare is that they have uh, taken cost sharing and tried and and and, and turned the word built it around the word sharing. Of course, we're all sharing. Cost sharing is a good thing. No, it's a terrible thing if what you want is insurance. And if uh, so, one of the things that can be done, uh, which we have been telling Congress, and I don't want to give all the stuff that I'm going to talk about right on Tuesday, no. but I just will say that you know, with this whole idea is we don't have insurance in this country anymore. What you have is not insurance. It is a corporate version of socialized medicine, and it co- it, it uh, covers everything, right? It is not insurance. You have it all the time. You present your card all the time. Real insurance, you put in a drawer, and you leave it there, and you hope you never have to use it. And you go to the doctor, and you pay cash for everything that's minor, and it doesn't cost a lot of money. Right. Because they aren't having to deal with all the third-party payers, all the overhead, all the requirements, all the checking all the boxes, sending in all the forms. And therefore, it can come uh, much less expensive. That's right. how it used to be right. before Ted Kennedy's bill and before Medicare. Right. Right? Right. So one of the things that we have often asked uh, and are asking Congress now to consider, uh, members of Congress to consider, is this whole idea of actually bringing back true insurance and we would like it to be pre-birth. So we would like incentives for uh, real insurers to offer insurance pre-birth that parents can buy mm-hmm. for their child and hand it off to them, hand the policy off to them at maturity. Right. That you could actually have lifelong policies that are truly affordable. They're sitting, you know, waiting for you to have that catastrophe, which almost nobody has. Right. Right. And they're totally affordable. And you don't have to count on your employer. You don't have golden handcuffs, which is that you're tied into your employer. Right. Your wife or your husband doesn't continue to work only to get the insurance. Right. Right. right? And then and then the pool, the pool of people who are taking care or whose money is in for the very few people who do have catastrophes is huge. Sort of like life insurance or renter's insurance. That's exactly two, right. Two things that have evaded government uh, overregulation, socialization, eminently affordable, supremely useful. They actually do the job they're called for, and, and, and people can afford them out of their petty change practically. Right, but the health plans, and you know, they saw an opening here to become the one who gets all the money and has all the control. It's really kind of amazing what has transpired here. But what I think one of the biggest things that people have to understand is they do not have health insurance in their pocket. They have socialized medicine under corporate cover. They do not have true, true insurance. Right. And so they should just call it like third-party financing is all they have. 
under control of all sorts of outsiders. Absolutely. Twyla Bryce uh, from the Citizens Coalition. Council. Council. I get that wrong every time. Health Freedom. Health Freedom. I know. Citizens (laughs) Coalition, Council, Committee, Commission. C, 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 C. I know. Speaking of which, we have the five C solution for healthcare, and, this and is I know there's ridiculous. no I know there's no time to talk about that, but the five C solution is on our homepage, which is cchfreedom.org. Cchfreedom.org. Post that and no more C's at shotinthedark.info after the broadcast. Twyla, thanks for coming out here today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Keep us posted as we as we as we go on with things here. And good luck on uh, on on the twenty twenty uh, fourth. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you very much. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about the attempt to uh, fight back against the uh, well. The, 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 the menthol cigarette ban in Minneapolis. Because Minneapolis has solved all of its other problems. Go nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Do you dream about shopping for your new home? Or do you have nightmares about your current house? No worries. I'm Paulette Carroll with the Moving Hearts and Homes team of Keller Williams Classic Realty, and we're here to help you achieve your goals. Our mission is to elevate and enhance lives through real estate. We are a team built to serve with integrity and passion, providing a seamless and worry-free transaction. Email me today at paulettecarroll at kw.com or call me at 763-443-3733. Message and data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah. I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better, and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME22 to 321321 for a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And you're going to like the difference, too. Text PRIME22 to 321321 for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Samples are not available in stores. Text PRIME22 to 321321. Hey, good day. Welcome to our show. Hey, good day, Hoser. Hey, we got some news for you. Premier Pool and Spa wants to help you get ready for hot tub season, and it's coming fast. Get a new hot tub from Arctic Spas. Yeah, you know, they have those all-weather pools, too, perfect for swimming in the backyard. When the weather starts to cool down, I don't have to wear my toque in the pool anymore. And it won't cost you an arm and a leg because these tubs are built in Canada, you know. And Premier even helps with the financing. Yeah, I got an Arctic delivered, and it was less than 90 bucks a month so i'll be tubbing it all winter too saving money i don't have to take the family on vacation then yeah and with the weather this year you it was really good wasn't it oh yeah you had all my kids over at your house too by the way thanks arctic spas only way to hot tub in minnesota with the deals going on right now there has never been a better time to take the plunge visit premier pool and chan as an a at premierpools.com premier pool and spa where we take fun seriously premierpools.com Welcome back to the Cities and World. Hey, by the way, just let me give you a quick reminder here. One month from tomorrow, actually two things to remind you about. One month from tonight, November 11th, uh, one of my bands, Elephant in the Room, plays at uh, the Sundance in uh, Maple Grove. And a month from tomorrow, my other band, the Supreme Soviet of Love, plays at O'Gara's. No, I wasn't on purpose. That's just the way the bookings worked up. So just call it the Mitch Berg World Tour 2017. 
Uh, it's coming up a month from this very weekend. Yes, you should buy stock in 5-Hour Energy right now because it'll be going up considerably over the course of the next uh, month or so. Anyway, mark your calendars. Stop on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, well, that's I'll, I'll definitely be there. hope you will be as well. <sighs> Had to hit that post. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can always tell when a city or a group of cities has solved all of their serious problems, their budget problems, their, their crime problems, their income disparity, their, their educational achievement gap problems, uh, the problems of maintaining their parks, their streets, their libraries, their schools, their infrastructure. Uh, those are all solved because they've got the spare time it takes to go dealing with the problems that really matter. The, the real problems that face our society and our cities and our culture. And that problem is the scourge of the menthol cigarette. And with us to talk uh, right now about the proposed ban uh, on uh, bans, uh, the proposed city action on this crisis facing us all, in this case in the city of Robbinsdale, which is basically like mini Minneapolis Northwest, uh, Abby Sukraj joins us. Abby, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here today. So you are from Robbinsdale. Yes. And and Robbinsdale is trying to play mini-me to Minneapolis. Betsy Hodges, of course, and the Minneapolis City Council not long ago rolled out an attempt to, to fight the scourge of crime in, in Minneapolis by... Like ben, creating ben, more crime? Creating more crime by turning uh, Newport menthol smokers into, in, into miscreants in their own way. And uh, good ideas travel around the world fast. Robbinsdale is right on that, uh, on that bandwagon. Abby, tell us a little bit about what, uh, what the city of Robbinsdale is proposing. They're proposing three measures right now. Um, the first one is to increase the buying age to 21. Oh, boy. To ban flavored tobacco, including, I believe, including menthol. Right. And then um, to set a minimum package. Um, they call it a restriction. It's a ban. So in stuff like being able to buy one or two, which oh. you can do right now for really cheap, you can buy like a five or whatever a little, pack a for $13. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is insane. No, I know. And you see these at gas stations all over place. Let's talk about each of these. Uh, what, what, what's the term they use for them? The euphemism that they use? They like to call it a restriction. Restriction. I call yes. it a ban because that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about each of them. They want to raise the, 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 the raise the, the minimum age to buy cigarettes to 21 mm-hmm. because we know what a wonderful job that did with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this country, a, a person can fight for this country at age 18. They can drive, a, they, can, they can helm a submarine, uh, drive a tank, uh, maintain a billion-dollar aircraft. Buy a house. Buy a house, get married, raise kids, but you don't want them touching the booze and the smokes. I, I mean, I, I don't recall. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm being extremely facetious. I mean, the, the, the raise, the hike in drinking age certainly you know cured the problem of being, binge drinking on America's campuses. It's actually funny you brought that up because actually with uh, alcohol, they have statistics. The CDC considers... Uh, binge drinking and underage drinking to be a huge health crisis where like 30% of um, teenagers have already drank by, you know, they're 18. Right. You know, there's binging, binge drinking is like um, like 18%. Right. And in Robbinsdale, smoking, underage smoking under 18 is 11%. Right. So I don't know what direction they're trying to take us here. It's the, based on alcohol. It, it, I've been told it's the only thing kids can do in, in Robbinsdale. The only thing going on on a Saturday night is, is people hanging around smoking. Of course, these are people from Crystal, so there yeah. may be a little bit of... Yes, the Crystal uh, people. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment here. But and, and it goes beyond that, of course. Anytime you create restrictions on something that people want, mm-hmm. you create a black market. One of the yeah. things that people say, no, two, two, two complimentary stories from Europe... Drink, minimum drinking ages are very spotty and fairly mm-hmm. lax in Europe, mm-hmm. and you don't have a huge problem with juvenile underage drinking. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes are very – well, everyone smokes in Europe, but the regulations are incredibly tight as well. And mm-hmm. so just like in New York City where cigarettes are over $10, $11 a pack these days because of all the taxes, there is what? A thriving black market. Yeah. Minnesota actually has the – is like ranked fifth for um, smuggling cigarettes in the country. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. And it's mostly because of our cigarette taxes. But if you if you pile on these other regulations, even at the city level, it's going to create a lot of confusion for people, first of all. And like you said, they're just going to go to other sources to get their product. 
Yeah, Banning well, stuff isn't going to stop them from using it. Well, and in fact, gosh, I can just see see networks of 18-year-olds driving over to No Hope to, uh, to buy – New Hope, sorry, gosh, I don't know where that came from – to buy cigarettes and bring them back to Robbinsdale. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure the city of Robbinsdale has considered that already, though. No, so, so, in other words, we increase the black market. We, we increase – the, the forbidden fruit aspect of juvenile smoking. Mm-hmm. We create a bureaucracy. Uh, we raise the prices of, of a product that, uh, that, that people who are predominantly poor tend to use. I mean, the numbers are mm-hmm. out there. I mean, the cigarettes and cigarette taxes very disproportionately impact mm-hmm. the poor. So what's not to like about it, for starters here? Okay, that's the first, the raising of the minimum age to 21. Now let's go on to what may be the most absurd provision of all here. Uh, it's It was absurd when Minneapolis started it, and of course... If it's absurd in Minneapolis, it's good enough for the Northwest Burbs. The menthol cigarette ban. Mm-hmm. Huh? What? Right? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> with the, more. the Minneapolis menthol ban, actually, um, the one, I, when I looked at their public hearings for it, the, the groups that were pushing it specifically said this is what um, black people and people of color like. Oh, no. So let's ban it. <laughs> because, you know, that's how you target policy, I guess. And in, in Robbinsdale right now, all flavors are legal. So mm-hmm. they're looking to match the current Minneapolis ban, which is um, tab- tobacco flavors. Right. And also the new ban that they're proposing in Minneapolis, which is menthol. Wow. So we've got, we've got, and it's not, by the way, not just menthol cigarettes, although there is a correlation between African Americans and. And smoking menthol for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Never smoked in my life, uh, particularly, although I do like the occasional cigar. But it's also going to touch on uh, everyone's favorite gas station uh, cigarillos, the Swisher Sweet, mm-hmm. and all of those other uh, Kool-Aid-flavored uh, smokes that you can buy. In yeah. gas. You could heretofore buy in gas stations as well. As well. And, and uh, has anyone come up with a, a rationale, a reason, other than... Stopping black people from smoking. Yes, there is actually in There's Robbinsdale one. the um, the reason that they're proposing the tobacco flavor ban, uh, fall flavors, is because candy, uh, kids are tempted by candy, and candies are all flavored, ah. and because the candies are in so such close proximity to the tobacco, um, therefore kids will be you know it's for the kids. The kids will get tempted by cigarettes. This, despite the fact that. The reason the tobacco is placed where there is is because of the law. It is required right. to be behind, be behind the counter with yeah. a full uh, full attendant person. Right, uh, which uh, doesn't not make yeah. sense as far as that goes. But yeah, and and then it ignores the fact that adults like flavor too. We have a we have city mun- um, municipal liquor in Robbinsdale, mm-hmm. and if you go to the city liquor store, yeah. there's a whole wall of vodka. Oh yeah, flavored vodka, candy flavored vodka. Yes, and that's not for even, adults. Oh, and by the way, I used to work as a nightclub DJ. In yeah. fact, in my day, I was the best bald white father of two rap DJ in the yeah. Twin Cities. And uh, every couple of months, they would come out with a new fla- flavored schnapps right? variety. Yeah, and of course, it was just it was. Of course, these were all adults over twenty one. They get carded, and I, every time a new flavor of schnapps would come out, I'd get on the mic at the DJ booth and say, "Hey, check out a, a blueberry kamikaze, mm-hmm. the most repulsive stuff you could possibly." And people buy it. Yes. Anyway, and by the way, I just as far as the whole idea of candy flavored smokes getting people hooked on cigarettes, I do remember the one time I attempted to smoke something when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was a Swisher Sweet. Yeah. It was some candy flavored Swisher Sweet. I took a deep tug on that thing. <laughs> And quickly wound up with a puddle of candy-flavored vomit. I'll just say that. <laughs> no smoker created here anyway. Well, so- the whole notion is that it, it makes as much sense as saying that the beef jerky that's also at the counter will tempt people to buy cigarettes yes. because the beef jerky is cylindrical and the, the cigarettes are cylindrical. It makes as much sense as that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the choice. It's two about- different markets. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, I, it's hard to say because, I mean, there are – there is a certain aspect of it. Yeah, this does kind of look. I mean, Humphrey Bogart with a cigarette. Yes, mm-hmm. he does look cool. Absolutely. I, I grew up with this image of the, the radio guy yep. tugging on a, on a lucky strike in a studio. And so, yeah. You know, that was that was the gold age. On the other hand, the whole cancer thing, not so much. Well, anyway. and the thing is, if you want to stop the kids from smoking, yes. why target the retailers? The, the, they will even admit yes. that the social circle, the 
their friends and their families where kids are getting their their smoking goods from. Exactly. So why not deal with those people? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, there's the third restriction slash ban that's involved here, and that's the second most absurd one at all, the idea of selling packages of less than 20, I believe. Is that, is that um, I think we're looking at five. Five. Oh, that's for the cigarillos, right? Yeah. So, yep. so you, you, and I remember, I mean, that's one of those black market aspects that, that people are pilfering. I remember going to New York a couple of years ago with, mm-hmm. with someone who was a smoker. And of course, back then, I thought it was outrageous that they were paying eight bucks a pack for cigarettes. Well, that's what you're paying in Minnesota now. So we're following right along. And over the, in New York, they're mm-hmm. eight, eleven, twelve bucks a pack now. And so the market for Lucy's mm-hmm. is booming, and people are selling them for a, a buck a pop, two bucks a pop. Yep. And people want to pick because you want to light up, you got to laugh. <laughs> yep. So. Well, it, I mean, when you think about it, it's just natural human tendency. Why yeah. would you go pay thirteen dollars for a pack of five? Yeah. When yesterday, before city council had their swish of their pen, you can buy for what a couple bucks even if oh, yeah. even that yeah people naturally especially if you're poor why would you want to go pay a higher price absolutely and, and of course if if you're poor i mean there's there have been controversial cases including one uh, uh unnecessary police roughness uh case in the last couple of years where uh african-american entrepreneur was uh, busting out a 20 pack of cigarettes sell them for a buck a pop that's a nice little profit on the pack here so that's uh, attempt, I, and what exactly this is supposed to accomplish we'll talk about when we come back we're talking with abby sucrash uh, we'll talk about you and your blog and your and your moves to try and do something about this ludicrous set of bands when we come back northern alliance am 12 the patriot AM 1280, The Patriot. Dan, the soap isn't lathering up. Must be a water problem. Can you call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing? Sounds like it's the water softener. I don't think a plumber's going to help. Oh, that's not true, Dan. America's plumbers are water experts. They protect the health and safety of this great nation. If anyone can fix your water softener, it's Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Thanks, announcer guy. Now get $150 off a new water softener from Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Call 877-BEN-1776. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management. I would steal pills from my friend's mom. We talk about all the common drugs, but never prescription medication. I was addicted to pills. Had I more knowledge, I would have done things differently. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. Prescription drug abuse is an epidemic in our communities. Secure your medications and talk with your kids today. Visit drugfree.org to find out how together we can make a difference. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity if you have over $100,000 in available assets until you receive your customized income for life quote from next-gen annuity strategy pioneer J.D. Melberg. These quotes use little-known strategies to show you how you may get up to 33% more income in retirement. Using J.D. Melberg Financial's exclusive next-gen strategies, John, 58, will get $36,000 of guaranteed income per year from his retirement savings and Mary, 62, over $9,000 per year. They'll never run out of money, no matter how long they live. So grab a pen right now because we're about to offer you your free income for life quote using little known strategies we believe you should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-847-8844 now to receive your free income for life quote with our exclusive next-gen annuity strategies from a J.T. Melberg insurance licensed agent. Call 800-847-8844. That's 800-847-8844. Increased income is possible following a specific strategy suited to your financial goals. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the insurance company. Hypothetical examples not available in all states. Results fair. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like Johnny and June. We've been talking about Jackson. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman I've been told AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network me and a certain character met that guy that invented a cigarette I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree <laughs> and so would we that ain't cause I don't smoke myself and I don't reckon they'll hand you help I smoked them all my life and I ain't dead yet <laughs> but nicotine slaves are all the same at a betting party or a poker game everything's gotta stop while I have that cigarette but that's not what we're advocating smoke 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 that cigarette no don't do this do the opposite puff, of what this song puff, is saying puff, if you smoke yourself to death St. Peter at the Golden Gate Talking with Abby Sukraj, uh, and, and one thing you want to make sure we we because we, this will come up anytime you advocate against a regulation, mm-hmm. the criticism you will get is is that what you you want the exact opposite of what we're trying to regulate. If you if you're you want to kill the kids, you want to kill the kids, right? Oh, we get the, I'm a Second Amendment guy. You get this all the time. What you like mass shootings? No, no, the opposite of that. Yes. I did just mass shootings. I'd like to shoot mass shooters. Uh, it was neither here nor there. So this is not a pro smoking measure. This is a why is government focusing on such stupid stuff measure, if I may? We don't need a bad law, a bad habit police. Bingo! There you go. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and and we're not going to get a bad habit. I mean, are we going to – what's the, the logical end result of a law laws like this passing? Uh, is, is, is Robbinsdale going to have – uh, a menthol task force floating around out there? Are we going to be having no-knock raids looking for Lucy's? What, what's going to happen? Well, if uh, if the pass is any indication, when I when so the way I kind of got my head in this in this uh, position, yes, was I did a lot of my own personal research. I didn't like to, I didn't take the talking points. I never trust talking points, so I did my own research. And one of the nice things we have on our police department website is you can look at a, you know their stats of arrest records by um, statute or ordinance code. Right. Turns out, even though state law says it's illegal for 18-year-olds to um, to sell or give cigarettes to minors, there's been no arrest records in the last year for that. So either we don't have that problem in Robbinsdale, we have a problem and it's being dealt with differently, mm-hmm. more compassionately by not booking people, mm-hmm. or we have a problem and it's not being enforced. So it's one of those three things. I'm going to guess it's uh, more number three than anything. I'm mm-hmm. just just my two cents worth. Uh, again, I'm 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 winging it here, but uh, I'm so, going to give the city the benefit of the doubt that it's number two. Uh, that's fine. You you live <laughs> there. You live there. You you have to stay in their good graces. Uh, we'll see how long the good graces last because you are writing a blog on the subject. What's the blog? Uh, the blog is called BadLawsHurtPeople.wordpress.com. I will. Uh, post- and this was my first issue on it because I felt so passionately about how this was being handled, that well, I took the time to start a whole blog. This is, believe me, I've been writing a blog for 15 years. It's uh, It gets addictive if you keep going. You'll oh, find, no. You'll find more <laughs> issues as you keep going here. Uh, I'll post a link to the blog at shotinthedark.info uh, after the broadcast. Here. Oh, Thank I'm going to be writing away here for half an hour after the show. i got so much stuff to post after today. So, so w- let's talk about the response to this. We've been down this road before. In, when this show was first going on the air, Minneapolis and St. Paul, passed smoking bans in 2004, 2005, and they were hideous failures. Bars and restaurants in Minneapolis uh, collapsed by in droves as their smokers in the audience, of which, I don't know, about 20, what, 30% of the American people smoke mm-hmm. uh, of adults. Anyway, uh, they headed out to Anoka and to Richfield and to Bloomington, where you could still light up in a bar and a restaurant where God intended people to light up. Uh, and, and, and the market was dealing with that as well, because there were mm-hmm. places with smoking sections, non-smoking sections, ventilation that dealt with it, and so forth. It was a civilized solution. Mm-hmm. Could not possibly be allowed to continue because society had to be engineered to perfection by our by our policymakers. I'm one of those non never smoked in my life person, and I stopped going to the bars because I couldn't stand the body odor oh, after uh, the smoking bans. <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. I used to be like I said, I used to be a nightclub DJ, and my clothes came home smelling like like cigarettes. This is back in the nineties when you could still eighties and nineties when you could still smoke in bars. And the smell of smoke was one thing, but there's all the other smells in bars, oh, as you pointed goodness. out. Oh yeah, good mm. lord. Mm-mm. Yeah, smoke was a blessing in a lot of the Yeah, you didn't bars. realize it at the time until the body odors came out. <laughs> oh Nelly, and so and depending on the bar you're talking about, some of the odors are much worse than body Downtown. odors. Oh Lord, I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, uh, some of the bars I worked I I'll save those stories for a different radio station at a different time. But <laughs> At any rate, uh, but but this would be a cautionary tale here as well, because, of course, when the uh, cigarette uh, smoking ban splattered 
cratered, completely failed to have any useful effect, and in fact had, quote, unintended, end quote, consequences of shutting down bars and restaurants all over the city, what did they do? They went to the state and said, solve this problem by by exporting the problem everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's my big, my big concern is there's at some point an idea this dumb has got to go statewide. Yes. Uh, is I, it, it, I think there's a move towards that. Really? I believe so, yes. In the legislature? Yes. You would be surprised, I know. Well, no, nothing surprises me <laughs> when it comes to government passing stupid laws. <laughs> But I'm surprised that, that the scourge of menthol cigarettes has gone this wide. I mean, because cigarettes are so unregulated as it is in Minnesota already, you'd think the problem would be solved. Yes, we have, we're at that fifth level of uh, smuggling because our, our laws are so, you know. God, I, that's friendly. right. I've got to find – by the way, if you've, if you've got a link to that, that smuggling figure post, posted at your blog. It was in the strip. Is in the strip. Yeah, even, I'll find it. Oh, fantastic! I've got to. I've got to peruse your blog here tonight and get some stuff up for this coming week because this is. So, so how far has this gotten in Robbinsdale so far? Um, we've had uh, two work sessions. City Council has two work sessions. I was only able to attend the one with the retailers. Okay. The first one was with um, uh, the Association of Non-Smokers, which okay. I disavow as a non-smoker. Right. Um, and uh, Hennepin County Public Health. Okay. And then um, second worst session was retailers, and then we had a public hearing a couple weeks ago. First public hearing. And so the, the basically the bureaucracy is trying to grease the skids and get this thing uh, jammed down yeah. in Robbinsdale. So how do you fight this? Um, you, Well, for me, it's been um, doing my research and like trying to talk to other people about why this is a issue my biggest concern is that criminalizing these actions is going to have um, dire consequences for people outside of the health issues that bring that smoking brings yeah just criminalizing voluntary behavior yes. and more of it just creates more yes. criminals without creating any any benefit whatsoever we got about 30 seconds remaining here abby sucraj a fascinating conversation we need to stay in touch on this how can people find out more and if you're a robbins dalian or someone who knows someone in robbinsdale how can you do something useful to help out um if you want to see if it's in your city look at your uh, call your councilman and just ask them if uh-huh. they're looking at this, um, go to badlawshurtpeople.wordpress.com. That's my blog about a ramen steel issue. Mm-hmm. And just get involved and get active and talk and connect with people because we can't have people fined and in jail for this. Abby Sukraj, let's stay in touch on this because this uh, bad laws make hurt great people. They hurt people. Yes. And they make great talk radio. So let's stay in touch on this. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely my pleasure. This is the sort of stuff I I love. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, closest oral rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closest is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closest Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closest. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closest.com or get Closest today at Walgreens, CVS Health, and Walmart. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. 
The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. This is AM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 